becomes our actions. God does not say things because they exist. He says things because they do not exist that they might Our walk is a walk of faith. Glory be to God. The Christian walk is a believing lifestyle. It's a walk of faith. It is not by how we feel. It is a faith walk. We walk by faith, not by sight. I know that after that we have come to Christ, received him by faith, we begin to have feelings. The anointing comes upon us and we feel the presence of God and we, we should, amen? Actually, the Bible tells us to be filled with the Holy Spirit. That was, we should continually be filled with the Spirit of the Lord, amen? That is stirring up that presence in us. Hallelujah. Now, sometimes things happen and people, uh, uh, because the adversary is in the world and in the atmosphere, what do I mean? Is in the, that's why it, the devil is called the prince of the power of the air. Now, depending on what is done in a place, he has influence. And those who yield to his influence, if a Christian stops doing the things that they're supposed to do to keep themselves alive and vibrant in God, the enemy begins to exert upon people. And that is what we call oppression. In our faith work, we need to have, our mind, have the understanding that God is a spirit and we all have to relate with him not by how we feel but by who he is the kind of being that he is he's not in a realm where we can touch him so the christian life is a faith life is a faith walk amen is a faith walk we need to walk and live by faith hallelujah now, sometimes when we walk with God, like we said, the enemy is in the atmosphere, hallelujah, is in the atmospheric heavens, and that is, he sways people. That's why you find out that in an area, you can have drug dealers infesting an area, crime in an area. It means that is the dominant activity there is demonic. The devil has sway there. And you find that you can, some people go to some schools and in those schools, there's a lot of drug use. If somebody is not yielded to the Holy Spirit, that person may become influenced by those things. And so God says to the believer that there are things that I want you to do. Stay of the gift of God that is in you. Don't leave it dormant talking about the Holy Spirit. Hallelujah. That feeling that we have of the presence of the Lord, that's the Holy Spirit. God the Father is in heaven. His geographical location is in heaven. His presence, his overall presence is all over the place because of his spirit, the Holy Ghost. Amen. And Jesus' geographical location is in heaven. He's seated upon the throne. 
Amen? So the one that is here with us is the Holy Spirit. He's a person. He's not a thing. He's not an influence. He's a person. Hallelujah. Now, added to that is that God has given us principles. Give us his word. Because of the fall of man or the fall of Adam, man relating with God from all his faculties isn't possible anymore because the flesh is dead or separated from God. Amen? So we, when Jesus came, uh, Jesus, first of all, let's, let's lay it down the way it is. God set out from the day that Adam fell to redeem mankind. But things are not as straightforward as him just saying, devil, get out of the way. This was a man, I created him. He's man, you can't touch him. And you, you bulldoze, he bulldozes through. No, that is why he is just and holy. And so what did he do? He first of all went to Abraham and said to Abraham, through you shall all the nations of the earth be blessed. And I'll make, you, I'll make you father of many nations, and through you shall all the nations of the earth be blessed. And Abraham said, I agree. Amen. He didn't act like some of us do when prayers are said, positive things are said over us. We keep quiet. We don't say anything. So when I see it, I believe it. That's not faith. Hallelujah. If you want to wait until you see it before you believe it, you may never see it. And if you're the point person, it will not happen. Hallelujah. Jesus said to the disciples in the book of Mark chapter 11, hallelujah, he said, what things soever you desire when you pray, believe that you receive them and you shall have them. So if you don't believe that you receive them, then you will not have them. And so our work with God is believing to see. Not seeing is believing. We believe to see. We believe what God has said that we might see it. We believe what God has said to us. Our reality is dictated by the word of God. It is the word of God that is our reality. Our reality isn't what we see or feel. Otherwise, a lot of things that we bring into this world, we will not be able to bring it into this world by faith. The Christian has to believe the word of God as being absolutely true. Otherwise, you're not going to make it. Because God is not in a realm where we can see him. And in the spiritual highway, there are a lot of voices. This is our roadmap. Without your GPS, and sometimes the GPS can even go crazy and be taking you round and round and round. You know, if you've never had that experience, you've never used GPS yet. And sometimes the road that you know is there is not on the, is not on the GPS. They don't know it exists. So, but the word of God is perfect, is excellent, uh, is true. It's, it's true. It's true about the past, 
true about the present, true about the future. In fact, Benihim was saying the other day that in, in Israel now, the archaeologists are now going to the Bible. They read, then they go somewhere and dig. <laughs> so, so they're now using the Bible as their roadmap for the things they're doing, and they're finding more stuff now than they've ever found before. Hallelujah. So God's word is true. We can depend on it. Amen. The believer depends on the word of God. Don't go into the spiritual highway expecting that things will work for you without you carrying the scriptures with you. You will miss your way. The word of redemption came, is written for us. Is written down. So much treasure is in this place. Hallelujah. But they're in seed form. And then we take it. When we apply it, they work. The word of God works. If it didn't work, it means we did not believe. Even though we said we believed, we don't believe as much as we think that we do sometimes. There are three things that the Bible tells us abides. He said, love, faith, or, or faith, hope, and charity, which is love. The love of God. He said, these three abide. Hallelujah. They abide. It says, now abideth faith, hope, charity. These three. But the greatest of these is charity, which is the love of God. All right? Or, you know, the, the, it says self-sacrificing love. Okay? Praise the Lord. He said, now abideth. And before then, he said that every other thing we know will vanish, will pass away. It will be superseded by better things. But these three, they abide. It says, charity, verse 8, never faileth. But whether they be prophecies, they shall fail. Whether they be tongues, they shall cease. Whether they be knowledge, it shall vanish away. For we know in part and prophesy in part. But when that which is perfect is come, then that which is in part shall be done away. Now, when I was a child, I spake as a child. I understood as a child. I thought, I thought as a child. But when I became a man, I put away childish things. For now we see through a glass, darkly, but then face to face. Now I know in part, but then shall I know even as also I am known. Now abided faith, hope, charity, these three, but the greatest of these is charity. That means that even though all those things pass away, charity, love, that is, which is the love of God, faith, hope, charity, they remain. They abide forever. They're there. Because God is a faith God. Amen. So it's a faith walk. Faith is the substance of things hoped for. That which I hope for, the substance of it, the reality of it is faith. Faith is the evidence that that thing exists. Faith is not what I'm seeing that is evidence that it exists. It is my faith that is the evidence that that thing exists. So that thing's existence, all right, and reality is tied to my faith. My faith is the womb where that baby is conceived and bettered. Without my faith, 
That baby is not existing at all. It's a miscarriage. Some people's faith miscarry or are both. They are bought because they stopped believing. Your faith is the portal through which the things in the realm of the spirit come into this realm. The things of God written in the pages of the Bible that the world has never seen. This is how we bring it into this world. By faith. So we look at the word of God. We see who we are. And we bring that person into this world. We bring those things into this world. Our thinking needs to line up with the word of God. Faith is a supernatural force. It's a spiritual force. And it is real. It's more real than anything you see. Because the things that you see were created by a faith God and they were made out of things that were not in this realm. The whole earth, you see, God called it into being out of nothing. He just said, light be. And that was it. Scientists don't know more about the universe than the Bible does. And the Bible tells us they will only come and find out. We said God made the universe. He is the king of the universe. And so our faith is confidence in what God has said. It is the proof that those things are real. Which means that sometimes your faith does not have cheerleaders. More often than not, it doesn't. You're the only one who believes it. We're living in the day of Christ. And God wants us to believe him. He wants anybody who can be, who will believe me? Who will believe me? This is what I have done. I sent Jesus to die so that everything that Adam lost in the garden will be restored. So God began to plan, how do I redeem man? How do I get this man back? Because he fell. After God created everything, made everything beautiful for him, and said, look, of all the trees in this garden, you can eat freely. But there's this just one tree. Don't eat of it. He didn't say don't touch it. He said don't eat of it. So when he told his wife, he added to it, said, babe, don't touch it. Don't even see, don't look at it. Don't even smell it. <laughs> Just walk away. <laughs> Keep walking. And then the devil came and said, did God say he has to make you change the image that you have of God for him to be able to do something to you. And he wants you to be who you are. You already are wise. You already have all the things that God has, you know, the qualities that God, you know, has. You say, you know you shall be like God. Your eyes will be open. And so, he said, he said, I shouldn't even touch it. So she touched it and no lightning struck her. So it means that it, there's probably a lie. So he went in there, plucked it, and ate it. 
And as soon as she ate, she now plucked and said to her husband, man, it's sweet even, it's good, try it. And the Bible tells us that Adam was not deceived. He knew that no matter how sweet he tasted, this thing is not going to end well. So he, but he took it anyway because he loved his wife. So he took it, ate it, and both of them died. By the time God showed up, they ran away. Because he is holy. Now his presence was becoming, was now terrifying. He never changed before. But he now became God. And then said, what am I doing here? Let me look at this being coming to me. They ran off. And he said, Adam, where are you? He said, we heard your voice in the garden. And we hid ourselves. He said, said, because we were naked, we hid ourselves. He said, who told you you were naked? Have you eaten of the fruit? You see, the Bible said that the word of God is quick and powerful, sharper than any two-edged sword, going into the dividing asunder of the soul and the spirit and the marrow and the bone, and is a designer of thoughts and of the intent of the heart. As soon as he asked him that, and he said, and he mentioned the fact that, you know, oh, I heard your voice. We heard your voice. And we're afraid because we're naked. I said, who told you you were naked? Have you taken of the tree that I said you should not take of? Because that's the only way it was possible for him to know that. Or for them to know that. So from that day, after he did everything, he prophesied. He's a faith God. He changes things by the word of his power. And he declares it by faith. He doesn't say it because it exists. He says it that it might exist. I'll say that again. God does not say things because they exist. He says things because they do not exist that they might come into being. That is faith. God is a faith God. Oh, give thanks unto the Lord, for he is good, for his mercies endureth forever. Let the redeemed of the Lord say so, whom he had redeemed from the hand of the enemy. Let the redeemed of the Lord say so. You know, some people think that what God is trying to say here is limited to you just saying you know, some people say, when we say it, say, let the redeemed of the Lord say so. Some people say so. Okay, that's a joke. <laughs> he said, let them acknowledge that they have been redeemed. Philemon 6. He said, that the communication of thy faith might become effectual by the acknowledging of every good thing which is in you in Christ Jesus might become effective, come into force, become activated by you acknowledging every good thing, you declaring, bringing into the open everything, every good thing that God has done in your life in Christ Jesus. 
And one of it is the redemption. Let the redeemed of the Lord say so. Don't say, oh, I'm, I'm bound with this thing. You know, I don't know how to be. No, I'm redeemed from it. Jesus paid a release. He paid a price. When I have received the, the receipt of the ransom, I am free. Hallelujah. You're stamping, the, 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 you're stamping your foot on that which is legally yours. I know that some people like to say, oh, you, some Christians like to be legalistic. It's not about being legalistic and all of that. You're flowing with your feelings. You won't last very long. What do you take to court? Your feelings, your honor, you know. I've been a good guy all these years. I just made a mistake and I shot him. So you need to let me go. Does it work? What Jesus did is done and is eternal. When the enemy comes against your goods, stand on the word of redemption. He has no right to touch you. He has no right to touch what is yours.